GM, everyone. Welcome to another episode of One Big Idea. I am your host, Austin Hurwitz, recording live from the WeWork in Miami, Florida here. It's a wonderful day. Uh, we are joined today by the wonderful freshman of Loner's Dow. So we're going to have a super episode I'm very, very excited about. Up deck first is Madeline Duke. Madeline, how are you doing today? What's up? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I am very appreciative of you guys taking time during your like actual recording process. Like you guys are in there right now, writing, recording. Jeremy was telling me earlier before we started recording, like you guys have already made two songs. So tell me a little bit first about you and then, yeah, about this camp that's going on right now. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having us on here. I'm hyped. Um, yeah, so my name's Madeline. I am from Vancouver, Canada. And uh, I've been making music for over 10 years now. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm out here with the rest of the Loner Squad. We're here for a few days just working on some music. And it's been really, really dope to... This is like my first time meeting everyone in person. So I think it's the case for most people too. So it's been, it's been really dope. Yeah. And so tell me how you got connected to the loners crew. And for those that don't know, you know, last season on one big idea, we talked to Rio, who is one of the co-founders of loners. They're a music collective in web three. They've been doing these weekly releases on sound XYZ, really generating a lot of hype and building this really cool collective DAO concept. So yeah. How did you initially get plugged in with them? What's your experience been like so far? So I have been, uh, I've been a fan of Rios for a long time, uh, following like his music and I've known him for a few years and I, I saw that he was starting loners and I've just always been really interested in anything that he's, uh, spearheading. So uh, that was kind of my first introduction to web three. And, um, I just kind of went through like the audition process and was, was blessed to be picked as one of the freshmen. Um, what does that audition process look like? It was basically like a submission process. I sent in, I think it was one or two songs um, and just like a, a bio and, and uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and for those that don't know, like how, how many people are in loners right now? Like I, I think there's five freshmen. Is that right? There's five freshmen. Yeah. Yeah. So Got there's, yeah, there's me and and two uh, like rappers, and then a, a duo from London, and then a, a really other another dope artist from from LA as well. So it's a good it's a good mix of of like different genres, which has been really fun this week so far. It's just kind of like blending different ideas together, um, which is one of my favorite ways to create because I love so much so many different types of music. Like I make like very cinematic music and I make trap music. And so it's really fun to kind of just like get together with everyone and, and, and uh, yeah, just build. So it's been good. And how do you, have you been to like a writing camp like this before? Like wow, give the audience for those that like are an art, artist and, and don't know exactly how these go down. Like what is the composure of, of a writing camp? Like what are your goals? What are you looking to do? How, how are things broken up? Totally. Yeah, it can be different. I've done a few different writing camps. Um, I've done one for like sync music, which is 
more tailored towards uh, film and TV. Um, and so that's a little bit different because it doesn't follow the same structure of you're not making like an album. You're just making different songs that are pitched for like the purpose of being on on TV or, or different movies. Um, but for, for this camp, we are, we're in a house all together for a few days and we have, so there's obviously five artists and then we have some of those artists produce as well. And then we have other producers. Um, so we have just a few different like studio rooms and we're kind of just jumping around all day. You know, I might start something in one room and then go do uh, start an idea somewhere else and we're just kind of like hopping around and and uh with the purpose of creating an album so yeah it sounds almost like it, it sounds pretty freeform like is there a set schedule totally. like how do how do people like move around in the camp we haven't had like a set schedule so far we uh we started today i think someone just started kind of playing some piano and i was like oh that's cool i want to try something on this. And we just kind of started, uh, doing it that way, but it is very free form. I've been to other yeah. camps where it's like a lot more structured, but I honestly love how like relaxed and free form this is. It just allows Can you for compare more creativity. it to- totally. And it's probably very different than a sync camp, which you, you brought up a little bit earlier when you're actually creating music specifically for sync placements. And for those that don't know, the like sync is synchronization that's putting music up to, you know, television, whether it's like on a TV show or movie. And so you have like a very specific goal and theme and message that you're trying to convey. I would imagine that type of camp is very different than like the free form that you've got going Super on right now. Different. Yeah, it's very, it's more like formulaic. You're kind of just, you have, I guess, yeah, a formula you're following for things that you're pitching for. Um, and we had like at that camp, we had music supervisors who worked at different uh, like film studios who would come in and give us briefs for things they're looking for. So it was a lot more structured in that sense. But um, yeah, it's very different. There's, there's really no, like, I don't know. There's so many different types of, of writing camps. There's different ways of doing them, but yeah, it's been, it's been fun to just get to be completely creative and have the freedom to make anything you want. Cause we're not following any type of structure. So. Yeah. 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 And I think when people hear, if they're not familiar with the music industry, they may hear writing camp and it's like, Oh, is this just like for songwriters, but no, it sounds like, you know, you've got artists here, you've got songwriters, you've got producers, like everyone who's involved in the music making process. Like what, what are the goals, you know, coming out of the camp? Do you guys have like a set number of songs that you're looking to produce? Like, have you, have you even had a discussion of goals? We don't necessarily have a, a set number of songs, but I, the intention is to, uh, create a project with all five artists. So, you know, it'll be, if there's five songs, let's say, everyone will, in theory, be on all of those songs in different elements. So I might have a verse on one song, I might do background vocals on another song. It's just a way to like get everyone to, you know, be together and, and kind of create a cohesive project. So 
yeah, we're, we're doing that. We don't have a, a set number of songs, but we're just having fun and seeing what we come up with. Amazing. And how do you go about collaborating with artists that, you know, you mentioned this is the first time you're meeting all of them in person. Like what is, everyone probably has their own creative process. Like how are you like feeling out other people in the room and, and how to like work with, with each other? Totally. Yeah, we definitely, I think a lot of us have a similar kind of writing style. Um, we have been just kind of starting ideas in the room together and then either writing something together as a group or someone will go off and write their part and and whatever so it's been pretty good like again because it is so freeform there's really no rule on on how we're doing things like that so it's yeah it's been good we everyone is amazing it's it's been fun to just like work with other people's creative processes too. So that's always fun. And do you, do you find that the process of creating is like marketably different doing it in person like this at a camp versus, you know, online or like during COVID when like we couldn't see people? Yeah. How, how, how does it differ? Well, for me, I have, so I live in Vancouver and I have a home set up. I usually write completely on my own. So I get tracks, starters from uh, producers, and then I just write on my own and usually record like demo vocals. Um, So I'm kind of used to doing things pretty independently. Um, And then over COVID, I did do like some Zoom sessions. um, But that's, that's always a little, a little tricky. (laughs) But there's, there's nothing like the feeling of creating in the room with other people. There's just like an energy that you can't really get on your own or, you know, doing like remote sessions. So it is very different. It's a lot more collaborative. Yeah. It would, it feels like much more warm. It's funny. So like I'm, I'm down here now in Miami for a lot of people that are on my uh, page will know that I I recently just joined Doodles, and so anytime they have like a big launch coming up, they all get together in person because you can't really replicate that feeling of like being in the same room. That you know the serendipity that goes up, even when it, it's in the small moments, right? It's not necessarily in the act of creation. It's setting yourself up to always be like ready to create. It's like going on the walks when you're not thinking about it. It's like being in the right headspace, just like around the right people and like energy and vibes. And so, yeah, I definitely relate to like any anyone who's going on any creative endeavor, like trying to get as much time in person to allow for that like serendipity and be able to feed off of each other's energy. Exactly. Yeah, for me, that's really important. Like just being able to bounce ideas off of other people because sometimes I get so stuck in my head on a melody or a lyric that I'm writing and it's hard to know like you're you're your harshest critic so sometimes I'm like I don't know if this is good should I you know pursue this avenue or try something else so just being in the room with other talented people that you're able to bounce ideas back and forth and maybe something that you say sparks an idea for them and vice versa and it's yeah hard yeah to it's, a, it's a beautiful yeah, beautiful, complicated, messy process that just like yeah. you look at the end of it and, it and it all seems to work out. I'm curious, how did you originally get into Web3 to begin with? Like what what drew you into the space? What were you hoping to get out of it? 
yeah, why don't you just like take us through your your Web3 journey? Totally. So I was stuck in a a really bad management deal for a few years, as I know is the case with a lot of artists, classic story. Um, And during that time, I was not able to release any music. I had no like creative input. I had no input on what I was releasing, when I was releasing it. Um, And that's, that's really tough as an artist because, you know, you want to be able to have that control. And so when I got out of that deal, I just realized how important having that ownership is. And, and for me, at least being independent, but then, you know, being independent comes with financial challenges, obviously you're not backed by a major label. So if you're releasing, it's usually self-funded and that can be tricky. So, um, yeah, I got I first got introduced to Web3 through Rio cuz around the time that he was kind of doing it um and it was just really intriguing to me as a way to maintain ownership and the freedom to just release music whenever you want. And I think also creating a more intimate relationship with your fan base. Cuz when you're releasing music on Spotify or Apple or other streaming platforms, you don't know who those people are unless they're interacting with you on other platforms. But what I love about Web3 and like releasing on on Sound XYZ um, is that you're able to see who your collectors are. You're able to actually like develop that relationship. So, Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a really, really big point that I want to make sure the audience doesn't miss, this idea that when you release on traditional Web2 streaming services, you see play counts. Maybe you see some, like, demographic data. Everything is aggregated. You don't have a personal relationship with these people. So even as you think about creating lasting relationships with your fans who want to be a part of your journey, you don't really have a direct way of reaching them. Yeah. I remember I spoke to Verite probably like six months ago at this point, and she mentioned how going on tour, you would imagine that like you would be able to, to reach out to all these people that are coming and supporting you. They're buying your merch, whatever, but the venues in the same way that like streaming holds the data, the venue would hold all of that information. Like you wouldn't actually be able to see any of it. And so this is like a, a paradigm shift that I think a lot of traditional like streaming listeners may take for granted, but it is a big deal to be able to like build direct relationships. So I'm curious because of that ability to have that direct relationship, like how has that changed your release strategy or like how you communicate with your fans? Totally. Well, it's interesting. I so I haven't done too many NFT drops uh, on my own. I've I've obviously done some through through loaners, um, but it, it's definitely changed the way that I I want to release things on Web three. I think that going forward, I will want to release music in like on Web two and Web three in tandem. Um, because you're able to, yeah, just have that that connection and and just like a different a, a different way of releasing, I guess. 
Yeah, so you've you've released a couple um a couple tracks on on sound. You've had your loners, you've had your own release. What are your plans for 2023? Yes. I am working on an EP right now. Um, it'll probably be about five, six songs. And uh, the plan is just to drop four or five singles off of the EP and then release the EP altogether. Um, but I, I'm really wanting to do all of those drops on Web3 as well. Um, yeah. So definitely new music. And how do you think about... Yeah, the timing of those, do you think about releasing the Web3 ones first at the same time? How does it like, you know, change your release strategy overall? I actually love the idea for me of releasing on Web3 first and then kind of going the more traditional route of like dropping on Spotify and whatever. Um, Because it's interesting to get that you can get that direct feedback, like, Right. Being able to see how people respond to the song um, is, yeah, I think it's just beneficial in in knowing like maybe how you're going to release the song on Web 2. Yeah, I I agree completely. And and you're seeing, I mean, Daniel and Rio just did this with Criteria, right? Like it's going to have a traditional Web 2 rollout, but they released on Web 3 first. And being able to build hype and a community around a release and be able to get that direct feedback but that can then inform how you go to a broader market. If if effectively like your Web3 audience is kind of sitting around a campfire and you're like sharing stories with each other, then you can figure out, you know, how do I take this to like cinema? Like how do I, yeah, how do I put exactly. this on the biggest screen possible? You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And again, it's like sometimes it's it's hard to know. Like I'm biased sometimes when I listen to one of my songs that I love, like maybe it's something that's very personal to me. And I I like being able to get that feedback from collectors before, you know, doing like a more traditional like web two rollout. Yeah. I I think we're going to continue to see people like experiment with different types of rollouts, whether it's, you know, releasing demos in Web3 and releasing, you know, alternate versions or, you know, certain, you know, exclusive things that you can't do at scale as well, right? Like being able to give and service your super fans something in Web3 that you wouldn't be able to do, you know, for tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of people uh, is is a great way of really meeting your fans where they're at. Yeah, 100%. Exactly. I love that. (laughs) <laughs> well, Madeline, I know that you've got a lot of creating ahead of you. Um, I gotta see who we got next on the the schedule. We've got Lack Honey. Um, any any final words of wisdom? Actually, before I let you go, I know it's an abbreviated interview, and definitely would love to have you back um, when you got the EP coming. Hit me up, and we'll make yes, sure we get you sweet, on. But for sure, we absolutely. So we ask everyone here for their one big idea. This can be like a theme you want to leave the audience with. Uh, just a general like motto, anything that like comes to your mind is like a big idea that you think, you know, you want to get out there in the world. So before I let you go, what, what's one big idea that you have? I love that. Well, something that has been on my mind, a quote that I have really been loving lately, um, is it's success is a marathon of consistency. And I love that because I feel like whatever your idea is or whatever your passion is, it takes just consistent 
work and it's 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 really just yeah just like working at something that you love and and being able to create that success on your own that's really that's really beautiful i love that as a big idea because often you know we see the high water marks like we see the big splashy moments and we define that as success like i reached the mountaintop but really it is yeah. that consistent work it's like really yeah, it's controlling like what you can control it's Yes. It's in the inputs. Like don't focus on the outputs. If you continue to do what you know needs to be done, like you'll get where you need to be. Well, Madeline, this was awesome. Definitely need to have you on again. Um, If you wouldn't mind going to grab Lack Honey, we'll we'll keep it moving, but really, really appreciate you uh, jumping on and good luck at the writing camp. Thank you so much. Appreciate the time. Of course. Nice to meet you. Nice meeting you as well. Take care. All right. So for those listening to the live stream, we just had Madeline Duke on. She's going to go get Lack Honey, another one of the freshmen. So the way that we're running this, we've got four of the five loners freshmen. Uh, Madeline, who just was joined us, Madeline Duke. Make sure to check her out on Twitter and on SoundXYZ. We got Lack Honey, who I see big smiles running, running to I heard the I'm live in trouble. Stream. I heard I'm in trouble. No, What's no. You good, my man. How's it going? <laughs> I'm good, bro. What's up? Oh, man. It's good to have you here. <laughs> bro, why are you, bro, why are you so handsome right now? What's good? Oh, what's stop the, it. What's stop the deal? It. What's I'm, just the trying, deal? I'm just trying to match you. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on. This is a good start. I love it. I love it. So, Lack Honey, yes. why don't you give everyone a brief one-on-one, who you are, what you're about. Yeah. Uh, just so you know, we are live on Twitter. This will be cut up into a podcast as well. So okay. <laughs> the, the, everything is being recorded live. Oh, good. Okay. I got I to gotta watch my act. Um, yeah. So the one-on-one on me is I'm ass. It's just all bullshit. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Um, yeah. So I've been making music for about seven, eight years now in the typical like Web 2, web two world. I released about 120 songs under the name Lack Honey. I had a big, big like release uh, string for like four or five years in college. And I was, I've always produced and made all my music myself, always mixed it all, always wrote it all. It's been very like in-house. Um, these days I'm looking to the future and I'm actually funny enough, like I'm Lack Honey as, at this moment, but I'm dropping a collection early next month. That's going to start the rebrand. Alpha. Alpha, yeah. So, so it's gonna start the rebrand into my actual name, which is Ali. Um, and Ali. So, and so, essentially, the the plan is to wind Lack Honey down, and we're gonna be doing that. So, I'm dropping a collection next month. Um, I'm fucking excited, dude. I'm very, very. Let's go. Have, have you seen the views out of here? I got, I got. You want to give the audience a quick view I before we start recording? Yes. Give this. them the view, bro. Look at this shit right here, bro. So you guys, you guys are outside of Joshua Tree right now, right? Ah, uh, yes. We're in Yucca Valley. It is insane. I went for an hour long run this morning. I like scammed myself, bro. I I tricked myself. It was trickery at its finest. I scammed myself into <laughs> running four miles today, and I don't run that much. I'm like not a runner. Yeah. Um. And that wind is crazy. It's cold as fuck. It's like the mo- the prettiest, most like tempting place to look at. And then when you go outside, it's it's harsh, just like Web three, just like the desert. That's what we're in right now. That's what we're doing. I'm done. I'm done bullshitting. The rest of this interview is going to be serious. I'm going to be. No, this is great. For those that don't know, and if you haven't been to Joshua Tree, you have to check out the sunrises and sunsets. Like they're 
unbelievable. I don't care what anyone says. Like they're, they're some of the best in the country, just like the different like reds that you see, like it's, it's unbelievable. So Ali, I don't know if you got up early enough for it, but you got to make sure that you check a sunrise while you're there. I have to, man, at home, I've been waking up at like five or 6am and like getting on, getting my life together and all that here. We were up, we were up a little bit late last night recording. We're on song four. Out of, and we've only no been way. For, for like less than a day. Yeah. We were just finishing up, uh, finishing up the fourth one last night or just now, actually, I should say. Um, but because of that, I had, to, I had to pull the, pull the all nighter, wake up at seven 30. It was a late, it was a late start for me today. Yeah. So tell, tell me, I was asking Madeline this process or the, the question of, you know, what the process looks like collaborating with people, which like you've met most of these guys for the first time in person this trip, 100%. right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So how, how do you go about like feeling out everyone's different creative process? Like you just mentioned that you, you know, basically stayed up really late at night. Like, was anyone like an early bird? Like, yo, I'm, I'm actually going to like call it early. Like, how do you kind of like move and, and find your spot in, in space and in, in this collaborative process? Well, I think right now we're waiting on two people to get here. So it's, it's a mm-hmm. bit like, it's a bit like small group, small group experimentation. Yeah. So it's pretty easy. It's pretty easy to sort it out. Um, the dynamics are pretty clear on like who's doing what, which is I think pretty rare, but very like welcome. Cause even though it's our first time meeting in person, we've known each other and been working on music together for almost a year now. Like think right. about, think about when the freshman class class was announced when, when they were doing the loners, like Twitter posts and all that. Yep. And then we did, uh, the freshman, uh, I believe it was the lookbook is what it was called. It was the loner's first or second post on sound ever. And so to be here now, it feels like a really natural extension um, of something that's already been going on for a long time. So we ha- we kind of have like our ideas of what each other's strengths are. But the beautiful part is that the we've we've collaborated a fair amount, but we obviously have a lot of other tricks in the bag. Everybody does that they they haven't gotten to bring out yet. So it's really cool to kind of get your mind blown by everybody doing their own separate things. It, it turns into a, like a, a constant, like beautiful exhibition of like talent, but in a way that seems yeah. really genuine. It's not like people are out here just like ego tripping, trying to get their, trying to get their, like their idea heard just for the sake of it. It feels like we're trying to, we're trying to serve a bigger purpose making this project. So I'm really excited. I feel very, very blessed to be here, honestly. Yeah, it's it's really exciting. I'm I'm super jealous of you guys. I I would come love through. to know, you know come through. Yeah, we, we don't have any so room, I, but you might have to sleep on the floor. But you, you come cuddle with me. I'll, you can have <laughs> you can come with me. Yeah, yeah. If, if I got like an air mattress, I'm I'm good to go. I actually That's I right. was scheduled to to come out. We were gonna do a lot of this in person, oh, uh, wow. and then I sick. took a took a job. So now I am in I am in Miami Miami. But we keep it we keep it running. So Fuck yeah, yeah I'd love love to know your your goals going into a writing camp like this? Like, do you have a sense of like what you want to accomplish, whether it's, it's output or just like generally the type of vibe that you bring, or, you know, maybe it's skills that you're trying to learn that you don't otherwise get to like flex often. How do you like go in? What's your mindset going into something like this? Well, for me, it's an opportunity to really just focus on creating music that I haven't had for the last few months. So just for context for everybody, I'm like, I have a, a side hustle day job is what I call it because it doesn't take up most of my mental space and time as a pilot. And so I've been flying a bunch throughout earlier this, most of this month. Um, and also working on the Suites 2 collection, which like I said, is coming next month. And then also doing the Suites 2 Web 2 rollout as well. So I'm about to fly to Nashville to shoot some more content for that. We were doing the video edits and like kind of locking in all the assets. Um, and so I, I honestly haven't been able to get into creative mode. So in, in terms of my goals for this camp, it was really to just let myself play and to let myself like talk about what's been going on in my life and express 
and it, it's led to like a lot of really beautiful moments of just fun. Like, I'm just like, so I set up in the, in the bedroom up here, this is like studio B and studio A is down yeah. in the living room. And so I like my creative process is really based on me being able to record myself. Cause that's the way it's been for me for like eight years. And so essentially we'll start an idea down there and you asked like the flow of it also, it kind of all. Ties yeah. Yeah. Please. Together. So like, we'll start an idea down in the A room. It'll be uh, either Jeremy or Ricardo from very well. And they'll start it off production wise, or I'll pitch in a little bit here or there. Cause I produce as well. Um, and then I'll be like, okay, cool. Send me that. So they'll airdrop it to me and I'll come up here and like 30 minutes later, I'll come down and I'll send them something. And then by the time I do that, my part's done. And then the other folks in there have been writing. We basically have a song put together in like 30 or 40 minutes. And it's been happening like pretty quickly over and over again. And the rest of the time is just like kind of fine tuning details, which is, which is really fun. Um, but the cool part about it is that we have Jeremy to fall back on. So we're just basically giving him yeah. full control over finishing the songs. And we get to do the best part, which is just brainstorm and, and shoot out ideas. And it's great. Yeah, maybe you could tap in a little bit more into that because you mentioned Jeremy. Uh, for those that don't know, uh, Jeremy, I actually had on the Freshman Friday last Friday to talk about his project Dialogue uh, as Clear Eyes with Bloody oh, yeah. White. He's and one half of- just in here. Oh, was he? Oh, amazing. Yeah. I still need to meet him in person. Um, he's tall. But yeah, so Jeremy is like one half. Fucker. Is he tall? Bro, the, the, bro, bro is like 8,000 feet tall. It's insane. I'm like, I'm like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right, so confirm that bloody is is tall as hell. Tall, uh, so, guy. tall guy. Yeah, so Jer- Jeremy is one half of Marion Hill. He's clear eyes. He's really like he's one of the co-creators of Loners with Rio. Tell me a little bit about like working with, you know, Jeremy and Rio and and being part of like Loners. Like how much what have you learned from them as they've created this collective? For sure. So much like Rio. Rio is a big FaceTimer for everybody who doesn't know. Um, so he, I think we all have our Rio FaceTime call like once a week where we just get on the phone with them for like three hours. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, 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 I, and I would imagine those calls were different for everybody. Um, for when, when he's talking to me specifically about like getting game from Jeremy and Rio, I think like just hearing a lot about his perspective about things that he's executed already. I mean, frameworks crushed, criteria crushed. He has so many things that he's working on now that are like going to be really incredible that I've gotten, you know, the incredible privilege to like hear about um, and just kind of learn from before it even happens. And after it happens, just hearing his reflections on it is really exciting. Um, And so just kind of getting that perspective and insight has been really, has been a blessing. I would say like from Jeremy, it's been really cool to collaborate on a few songs with him outside of loners as well. And seeing how he, how much compassion he has when he enters a room. I mean, we were just talking about this downstairs. We were like kind of reflecting on his journey a little bit just now while you were talking to Madeline. And he was like talking about how he's a platinum record producer. And he wasn't saying this in a douchey way or anything. He was yeah. just like reflecting on this because I was like, oh man, I love that song. I know it's like kind of annoying because it's a hit song. He's like, that song, that song pays me. I'm happy about it. Yeah. Uh, yep. and, and so I would say like you get, you get a lot of really cool perspective from people who have executed at, at various different capacities and levels in web two and in web three. And in terms of being here, you know, there are people who, who everybody takes seriously. And like, I would say that, I mean, I, I think people take most people seriously in web three, but specifically like having the opportunity to be with people um, that put ego to the side and check it at the door and are really present 
and that goes for all the artists that we're here with too because like everybody's had careers in music for years like we've all yeah. been, been doing this this isn't like the first time we've made music together or make music in general i would say um but it really feels it feels like a truly open and humble environment in a way that um if i if i may talk a little bit of shit yeah uh, talk your shit the level of winning being done by the loners community i was like bro motherfuckers are humble too this is too much it's too much somebody needs yeah. to be an asshole somebody needs to like come in and like punch <laughs> me in the throat or something for me to like feel like this is real but it's it's really a, a really really good group of people and it's just lovely vibes you should come you should come you can come grab an air mattress come hang out yeah, I got, I got to make the, uh, the cross-country flight from Miami. I'll be there. I'll be there. Take the red eye. I'll be there in the morning. Seven to ten um, business days. We'll ship you in a box. Yeah, right. Exactly. So tell me a bit more about you know, how you got into Web3 originally sure. and, and what are your goals? You know, you talked about, I'd love to know more about retiring or sunsetting Lack Honey and, and using your, your name. I think that's like a really big step. So yeah. one, how'd you get into the space? And then two, let's talk about, you know, that step of, of using your name. Absolutely. So the, the, it all kind of came in at the same time. It was like November of last year. And so essentially, uh, at the start of 2021, I had moved out of my parents' house and I was like, I'm going to be a full-time musician for this year thing about it was I had spent the previous few months building up savings essentially from scratch. And I had like four to $7,000 total. And this was at the start of 2021. I was like, I'm going to make it huge in music. This is before Web3 music existed this whole year in 2021. And then I'll be good to go. And so 2021 kind of goes on. I'm driving delivery. I'm doing all these sorts of things. And I'm releasing a song every single week. I'm like working so hard. I have like, at any point I could, at that, at that time, I could have played you 30 to 50 completely finished unreleased songs because of how much I was making, how hard I was working at that point. Um, probably still could, but they're, but they're not all finished now. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so at, at that point, it was like, it was a really big journey and there was a lot of, there was a lot of uh, pain and sort of like emotional torment because I had a family that didn't always support me. And so to kind of get back on track towards the end of this year, I realized that like, I wasn't going to be where I wanted to be in my pursuits in music. And coming to that realization was a really humbling thing. And just when the year looked like it was going to be a total L, I discovered Web3 because I had known about Catalog previously. And so this is when like Dan was doing his gigantic Mirror Crowdfund, Ibn was going crazy, yeah. like Halik was doing the 200K for four song insane yeah. situation. So it was, it was like the first wave of the contemporary Web3 movement was really starting to go nuts. And I got in right at right at that point, and I was like, okay, 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 cool. What's the deal? And it's so funny how things change, man. Like at that point, I was having a conversation with somebody when I was when I just didn't know anything, and they were like, yeah, I don't know if additions in music NFTs are ever going to be a thing. I think we'll probably just be one on ones forever. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. That's that's it's good to know. Um, <laughs> and so you know, it, it's crazy to see to see how far everything comes. But uh, in terms of how I got into the space, just like seeing people win. And feeling like, okay, cool. I already knew about crypto. I already had done a bad job trading art NFTs. Like I already was doing something here and there. And now there's a place for me to really exist with my heart and soul as an artist. And so I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to step into this place and see what happens. And so while that was happening, and this ties into the art, it actually is all is very interwoven. Like Web3 is a really important part of this whole chapter of development for me. Um, yeah. The boys are coming outside right now. I'm looking at Bloody and Dave and Dan right now. You want to you want to scan the camera over? Give I'm give scanning. the audience a peek. Scan the camera. I don't I don't know how good this visual is going to be. 
No, we got <laughs> we're seeing live from the, from Loner's writing camp as as the boys come in. The boys come in. I don't know. I don't know. I couldn't see the, the visual, so sorry if it was off. But um, no, it was good. It worked. <laughs> okay, so so basically, what was happening was like I was basically fully losing all hope in myself as an artist because I had set this yeah. big goal and wasn't able to make it. But right when that started happening at the end of my year, I started getting just my first like sort of momentum in Web three. So I got into the space. I started posting music videos that I had just finished up on Zora. My first one was bought by uh, Buddha, who's an incredible collector and a really good friend of mine at this point. Second one was caught by Adam Diagelli, um of Noise Dow and of like many incredible things in his life. He's a, he's, a, he's a VC guy that really is like just one of the kindest people. And I'm having essentially calls in the morning while I'm at my friend's writing camp. We're working on finishing his album. And so while we're there, I'm learning from my friend on how he approaches artistry. And there were so many different pockets of it that I hadn't been really addressing or interested in on the visual side, on the storytelling side, on like really the cohesiveness of a project and what it means to be an artist and put together something other than just the music. Cause you got to think I was putting out a song a week for so long yeah. and I was I re- yeah. releasing over 120 songs. It was not, I didn't have like the time or bandwidth to focus on like art direction or things like that. It was just an output game. And so seeing how, seeing how my, my really good friend worked uh, up close and personal, that expanded my view of what it meant to be an artist. And so that's when I was like, okay, cool. I think it's time for me to do something different on the artist side and really change shit up. And on the Web3 side, I was having like five calls a day, learning so much from all these people who I'm still grateful to. Every time I see all these folks who took calls with me in person, I just like give them hugs. I'm like, thank you for making time to teach me about this shit when I like didn't know anything. Um, and I tried, I tried you know, to do my best to be a resource if when when possible to whoever is open to having Yeah, you gotta systems. pay it forward. I think it's so important, man. It's especially yeah. when the shit is so fucking nerdy and boring yeah. until you get it and then it's not nerd then it's nerdy, but then it's not boring. It's really exciting and, and you see like you see what we're doing now is a, a way to open up a future for artists that gives us what we actually need. A lot of people are building products right now. I saw um I saw Tommy of Patchy Funk say this shit the other day. He's like, people are forcing product market fit a lot of times in Web3 these days. Right. And then, right. uh, but you see people like not to fucking toot Rio's horn and Jeremy's horn even more, but like you see people like loners who are doing stuff that we actually need and like creating even sound, I would say creating the frameworks and, and uh, infrastructure that artists can build on to do things that we actually are hope, hope, like helped by and benefited by. Um, so that, that's how I got into Web3. It was it was kind of just like a, it was an inkling at first. And then it, I saw people winning yeah. and then I jumped jumped in super hard. And I was having like, I had a hundred conversations with people in like the first month, two months, I would say. So it was like a full-time job just having these conversations. Um, and then the artist rebranding thing came from being at that camp and seeing like the expansion of what it meant to be an artist. The two kind of came together when I was like, okay, I want to do this bigger thing and I want it to be a Web3 drop first. And so the project that I'm releasing is called Sweets 2 and it's about the story that I just told you, which is pursuing like a kid from an environment who is not conducive to being an artist or really being creative at all, coming in to a world that didn't really like see him as something worthy of creating or worthy of following or worthy of being interested in um, and trying to just like fucking freely experiment and express and and the ups and downs of that when you don't have the people that you want to have on your side, on your side, being your family and closest ones and what they're fighting against you. Just like unpacking what all that looks like. Um, so that's sweet. That's sweets too. It's a big, it's a big answer. That's sweets too. That's web three. That's um, 
boners. And that's why the artist name is really important to me. I love it. Well, Ali, we're, we're coming up on time. We're definitely going to have to have you back when, when, you're, when your EP drops. But before, before I let you go, we ask everyone that comes on the, the show for their one big idea. So this could be you know, a theme that you want to leave uh, with. Like, you know, what is your like, one big idea that you want the audience to, to come away with? If it's a motto, whatever it is. Sweets 2, February 14th. Mic drop. Sweets 2, February 14th. Hey. Good to see you again. Let's go. Perfect. Thanks for having me. All right. Thank you. Yeah, it was great meeting you. Should be. <laughs> oh, I love this. Yeah. This, is, <laughs> this is real. <laughs> this is real. This is collaboration at its finest. You know, we we take what we have, we share with others. So you guys can both hear me all right? Yeah, yeah, of course. Perfect, perfect. Well, welcome. Uh, for those that don't know, I am joined now by Varwell, one of my favorite, favorite groups duos that i have listened to this year that i was introduced to through loners so i am very grateful that you both decided to jump on thank you so much how are you doing today and thank you for having us as well yeah we're good yeah of course yeah, we've been yeah so tell me tell me a bit about how your loners writing camp experience has gone this is the first time that you're meeting these guys in person yeah yeah, yeah it's been crazy like there's still some people missing so naomi isn't here yet and uh Tight. tate so we're going to meet them tonight, but yeah, it's been amazing. We've been writing songs and like sort of getting to know each other, which is really fun. Yeah. And yeah. We also flew in from, from the UK to, to be here for, for this. So it's, it's been a cool experience. Yeah. Yeah. It's been- oh my gosh. Hopefully you're not too jet lagged and you got a direct flight to LA at least. Yeah, we had like a two day like buffer where we're definitely jet lagged, but like now <laughs> yeah. we're fine. Yes. Like now you're good. Now, okay, yeah. you fought through it. At some point, we woke up at like 4 a.m. and went to see the sunrise. Yeah, I guess that's what you do when you wake up at 4 a.m. But yeah, it's been cool. Well, I was just telling Ali, like, if you haven't seen the sunrise in Joshua Tree, you absolutely have to do yeah, that because it that, is sure. yeah. like second to none. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. absolutely, absolutely beautiful. Um, yeah. So tell me, tell me a bit about the like creative writing process so far for you guys. It sounds like you had a little bit of a late night last night. How's it been getting to know everyone? What's been the balance between, you know, actually like getting in the, the, the studios and, and writing versus going out and like getting to know one another? What, how does that look? So it's just been one night. So like in terms of like going out, we haven't done much. We went to grocery yeah. store and to Best Buy, <laughs> which is really exciting. <laughs> Um, I mean, it was exciting for us because it's our first time and we're like little American, um, culture. Like, I, I don't know. It's so stupid. Like these little things like Best Buy or whatever. It's so like whatever. But then I'm like, oh yeah. I know have that. you guys not been to America before? We have, but it was like 2019, our first time. And it was New York and yeah. Austin. We went, we went to South by Southwest, but, yeah. um, it was different because we were, you know, we were like working and we didn't have time to see anything. Whereas now we're seeing like those big ass, like department stores or whatever. <laughs> it's, it's iconic, <laughs> but not important at all. Oh, it's been wow. going really well. Yeah. Like, um, so back yeah, to the music, back to the music. It's, <laughs> it's been cool. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, it's been really cool. Like we played with some like vocals, me and Madeline, which has been really fun. Like, and, I mean, do you want to Yeah, the thing is, we don't usually write a lot in person with other people when we collaborate. So it has been like a great experience to 
like kind of have to come up with with ideas in the moment and bounce off each other's ideas it's really cool to yeah it's been a great experience yeah does it does the collaboration in person put any sort of like I don't know if it's pressures or just like, does it change your creative process at all? Cause you just mentioned like having to kind of think of things on the spot. Do you, do you make different trade-offs when you're, you're doing something live and in person versus when you have more time when, you know, you're, you're collaborating virtually? Yeah, I think definitely it's yeah. really different. Um, like it's, it's just a completely different process. Like um, it's more pressure. It's more like raw and like vulnerable. But it's also sort of fun to see like what you come up with in like a different kind of way of writing. But but you can also in, the, in these things you can also like do that. But also you can have moments where you like just take the laptop and go to your room and like do some work on everything like the way you usually do at home. You know we can do like sort of a mix of yeah. experimenting, but also trying to yeah. There's lots of yeah. There's lots, lots of ways to like explore this camp i think yeah for sure yeah and what what are you guys looking to to get out of it i mean you flew all the way from the uk like what obviously it means a lot to you to to do that so what uh what are your goals coming into this camp i think we really want to like make amazing music i think that's (laughs) obviously the response we want to like get like i don't know like 15 songs out of this or something and just like really like trim the fat and like play as much as we can collaborate as much as we can and also like you know create a bond obviously we already have like some bond but you know deepen it and And obviously like meet everyone in person meet jeremy rio in person and the other freshmen as well has been really cool yeah yeah yeah, no, it's it sounds like it's been, you know, it's it's early in the camp, but still an exciting uh experience so far. I was talking to Ali earlier. He said you guys have already done, you know, close to four songs, which is pretty pretty remarkable in such a short amount of time. Yeah. Um one, are you guys gonna stay in the States for a little bit after the writing camp or are you gonna head right back to the the UK? No, we're staying. We're staying forever. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, we're staying like um <laughs> one more night in LA and then we'll be doing like a little road trip up to San Francisco, like through the like Big Sur and all that. Yeah. Oh we'll great. As well, like, yeah, definitely take the one. Yeah. For for anyone for anyone who needs uh Road trip directions on the West Coast. You got to take the one. Yeah. Don't take the five. Okay. Get the beautiful Pacific Coast Highway the take entire the time. It's a little bit slower, but it's definitely yeah, worth yeah. it. Everyone's been t- saying that, so now I know. <laughs> one is the way. Yeah, that's when I I moved from Seattle to LA. Uh, I guess that was like three years ago at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I took the one on one to the one over like five days. Best road trip of my entire yeah. life. So, so cool. You are gonna have a lot of. A lot of fun yeah, there. Really you know, you guys are, yeah, you should be, you guys are relatively new to, to web three. What are your like big plans in, in the space for, for 2023? Obviously you're coming up with a lot of songs here with loners, but you know, individually separate from that, what, what do you guys have planned coming up? Aside from that, we're like, we're releasing an EP. So you can expect like loads of, of drops around that. Uh, we're also looking to like collaborate more with like Web three artists and artists that are already in this space that we can learn from and can like make great music with. Yeah, we have some like cooking at the moment. 
Yeah. Yeah, we're really looking forward to like that. sort of just work with other Web3 artists as well. And yeah, drop shit. And how do you go about finding those collaborations? Like one, how did I think we talked about this a little bit on Freshman Friday, but given it's a different podcast, yeah. like how did you come into contact with loners to begin with? And how do you think about collaboration in Web3? How are you finding these people to to collaborate with outside of loners? Yeah. So basically I think I saw like an uh, an Insta story like Jeremy did about the like the application for loners and we were looking into like coming into Web three but we didn't have like an idea on how to do it so that was how we how we uh, heard about it um, like about um, fighting the co- collaborations is it's mostly through like Twitter and seeing like other artists dropping on some that we find interesting and we can find that that they would sound great on some of our stuff or we could, could add something to theirs so yeah it's mostly that yeah the lot one of the ones that we're like picking right now is through twitter but you i'm not going to say who it is it's going to be surprised you <laughs> met this person in real life oh <laughs> And then, like, no know, alpha, no yeah. alpha. We'll we'll hold it for next time you guys are exactly. on. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's like obviously, I think there's so many cool Web three artists, and a lot of them that I think could make sense to like collaborate and yeah. you know try things. You know, might as well. Yeah, and since you guys have gotten in, you know, on that point, since you've gotten into Web three, have like your artist friends that aren't in the space, like reached out and asked any questions. Like what has that process been like? I think a lot of, I've had like quite a few asking like curious because, yeah. but it's still a bit foreign to them. I try to explain and I think it's like, uh, it's hard to process for them. Not, not that they're dumb or anything like that, <laughs> but like even for yeah. me, like um, before I got into it, I think, you have to get get into it and start being on Twitter to like fully understand it. I think just me explaining so- to someone like, "Oh, this is what I'm doing and this is how it works." They're like, "Oh, okay," <laughs> but they don't really understand like the vibe or the community feel that it has. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, haven't had anyone that like actually got into it because of or, yeah because of me telling about it but i have been maybe you just suck at explaining maybe stuff. i just suck at explaining yeah. <laughs> i don't think that's the case <laughs> i have some of them are interested well, what do you though. think in that case though Come like what do you think it's going to take to see you know more web3 <laughs> adoption both from <laughs> i love it <laughs> what, what do you what do you think it's going to take to see web3 adoption both on the you know, artist side and on, on the fan side. You know, we're, it's been great to see for those uh, who don't know, like sound XYZ is really formed into one of the leaders in the space. And we're seeing more and more holders added and more and more artists minting, yeah. but it's still very small is, relative yeah. to the entire traditional music industry. And so, yeah, what do you both think will be like the catalyst to get more people involved in the space? I feel like w- I've never thought a lot about this, but I think for for fans, I think is like bringing them over from from web to I'd say like it has to be something that meets web three and web two ne- uh, necessity, like having like either like a physical thing that's attached to the to web three, like um, also like you you have artists that do Patreon, you can do Patreon through like NFTs, that could be cool, like having something that you give to them or 
um, and people will be interested in that well, maybe they have to if they really like the artist they'll have to like learn how to get a wallet and how to uh, get some meat there to to mint but I think once there's an artist that has a really strong fan base that uh, people want to be part of their collector base I think that that'll happen that's probably gonna happen with Rio soon um, and Daniel Allen I think they're they're probably gonna do that and the other artists will come after that for sure. Yeah, I think in the perspective of like, how do we get artists to join Web3? I think it's partially education because like, it's it's like any new product is people don't jump into a new product immediately. They have to like learn about it and understand it. It's like, I don't know, Spotify in the beginning or whatever. Like every new technology takes a while for people to like adopt, adopt, understand, you know? So I, mm. I would say education would be like a, big thing i think it's going to take some time but i do think it will happen yeah and once people see like other artists winning on that and like of course it's not all about the money but once you see like artists are making a living off of it you want to jump on i think that's that's what's going to happen that is motivated probably yeah 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 of course when you i mean financial incentives will be a big one on on the artist side and when you see an artist be able to make a, a career out of Web3, it also lends itself to people who don't want to play the traditional like game. Mm. Like they don't want to be doing dances on TikTok. They don't want to have to, you know, make mainstream music that is reaching the it's going to be palatable to the most amount of ears. It does represent an alternative. Yeah. Um or or maybe it's just an additional, you know, Additional way to connect with super fans and unlock value yeah. and, and not have that like capped at the same space as everything else in, in the streaming world and social world today. And so, yeah, I, I think it's going to be ultimately when we continue to just build meaningful products for you know, communities and for artists to be able to increase you know, their financial incentives, increase their ability to make a living off of their art and really connect with their fans in ways that they can't in, in web two. Cause that's, that's ultimately what, what it's all about. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, as we're, we got, we got a couple minutes left. I didn't get to ask you this question last time. So I do want to hear it from both of you. Uh, and one big idea we ask everyone, you know, what is the one big idea that they want to leave the audience with this could be you know a theme that you're thinking about a motto that's been in your head something that you're reading something that really like resonates with you that you want to be able to share with the audience and so i'm not letting either of you leave until you give me your one big idea wait what that is so tricky (laughs) (laughs) you're putting this on the spot um yeah so like i can give examples of you know ideas yeah i give ideas in in the past you know uh, what one is that one that I kind of mentioned a little bit earlier, which is uh, creating these like meaningful products. Another one Madeline gave earlier is this idea that success is not, you know, these like watershed moments. Success is about consistency. Mm-hmm. It is about like doing the work every single day and that you trust if you do the inputs, like ultimately the output will will show itself in the future. And so you don't need to get that philosophical, but even it could just be like the one big idea or goal that you're looking to get out of out of this writing. Okay. Yeah, I do have one. Like, I think one thing we've learned throughout the years, and especially like with this new EP that we're going to release is that good things take time and that you do not have to rush things. I'm not saying to like be super lazy and sleep in every night, but like every day, but like 
do you know take your time with perfect perfecting your art and you know um and that goes against consistency <laughs> no no it has to be like because we've released yeah, it's like running your own race yeah, yeah. we've released things that we weren't sure yeah. about and sort of released it because we thought we had the schedule that we had to like abide by but no like take your time really like you know perfect your art and and enjoy what you're doing don't put out things that you don't like just because you think people are waiting like they can wait a bit longer that's my my thing but you go <laughs> i love that yeah i love it um yeah i don't <laughs> can we just finish with that <laughs> I'm, gonna, i'm gonna push you on one for for next yeah time yeah, if you yeah. Don't have i'll, now. That's, I'll bring that's one okay. next time well, guys, it was so good yeah. having you both on again. Good luck with the writing camp. I, I mean this from the bottom of my heart. I love all of your music. So it's been a, a real thrill to have you on, not once, but twice. Thank you so Thank much. You so um, much. But yeah, we're looking forward to hearing hearing new music soon. Yeah, 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 yeah. looking forward to Thanks for having us. Yes. See ya. Of course. Oh,